Welcome to Pursue Him podcast with Pastor Derek and Kim D'Souza. We are a ministry of the Holy Spirit to raise up relentless Jesus lovers who are in pursuit of Him for who He is. Do you know it is your season of birthing? Join us for 40 nights of prayer and word with Pastor Derek D'Souza at 10 p.m. IST. To receive the Zoom link, text us on our WhatsApp number 845-10-99931. To watch all the previous day's sermons, go to youtube.com forward slash Pursue Him International. As a church, we need to be a church of faith. This this is the house of faith, right? This is who we are, the house of faith. And faith is something that pleases God, right? And faith is something that is completely cut off from feelings, okay? So if you... Come, you know, many times we have, you know, that feeling when, you know, you are in the church and somehow you don't feel the presence of God. Has it happened with you? You just don't feel, you know, the worship leader is trying hard to bring you up there, take you up there. But, you know, the songs are not happening and, and there's, you don't feel. Okay. Can I tell you one truth that I, you know... This truth has to be your foundation. Okay, whenever in your, even in your house, in your workplace, or maybe you are spending time with the Lord and, and you just don't feel his presence. You just don't feel you're doing everything. You are declaring the word. You don't feel his presence. Okay, remember this rule. That is the time the Lord is closest to you. Because God a God does not work by feelings. He does not even work by might, no power. He doesn't even work by music. He works by faith. He works through his spirit. So there will come a, a point where you feel everything is dead. Maybe there are situations in your life where you, you are waiting on the Lord for something and everything seems to be dead. God is still at work. God is still at work. That's why he said, you know, today we are going to, we, we are going to cut off all the, all the feelings. And I believe even as the word is released, the spirit of God is going to grip you. Okay. Even as I speak, you are going to feel the presence of God. It's going to come to you like waves. Okay. Okay. If you believe it, say Amen. So it, it doesn't depend on the music. It, it doesn't depend on anything. It just depends on your heart. Okay, how hungry you are. Are you hungry? No, I, I think about Abraham. It is the more I read about Abraham, the more I enjoy about him so much. You know, it was like, you know, one day God comes to Abraham and tells him that... Uh, Abraham, you are going to be the 
father of nations. And Abraham is standing with his wife, Sarah, and, and God comes to him and tells him that you will, you will, nation, you know what the nation is? He, God doesn't come to him and say, Abraham, you're going to be father of two kids. Our God is a big God. Our God loves to work with impossibilities. He just comes to this precious couple. Okay, so now you can imagine. This is Abraham and Sarah. And God comes to Abraham and tells him, God comes to Abraham and Sarah and tells, you are going to be the father of nations. Okay. Now, first, so you see, okay, one level upon another, how God makes it so difficult for them. Okay. That's our God. You know, he is such a good God. Abraham, when he hears the promise, he looks around. So when God uh, tells Abraham, you know what Abraham does? He looks around and he says, ah, I know, I know, I know how it's going to work. I got my head servant, Eliezer. You know, he, to him, nation is going to come. Okay. And, and God comes to Abraham again and says, no, 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 no. It's not going to be through your servants. Okay. So, so now you can see the task is cut out. So when God tells him, Abraham is like, okay, it's going to be through my servant. God is saying, no, Abraham, through you, I'm going to bring out a nation. And now Abraham is looking, he's saying, servants to gaya. And now he, Hagar. So now he finds another option, okay? Now he finds another option. And Abraham is saying, okay, uh, Lord, I believe what you're saying. And it's going to come through Hagar. And he, you know, he's trying, okay? He's trying to help God. And God again comes to him and says that, oh no, it's not going to be Hagar. It's going to be through Sarah. So you see how one level upon another. So earlier he had some hope, okay? He's looking at the servants. He's saying, okay, it's, it's a possibility. It didn't work. God's saying, okay, those are, that is not in the plan. And then, hey God, God says, that is not in the plan. And Abraham is like, Lord, all my hope is going. And, and still he's trying with Sarah. Okay, still he's trying with Sarah. And now there comes a point where he has reached 99. And Sarah is beyond her age of childbearing. And now it's fully impossible. Fully impossible. Now, every hope is gone. And now God comes to him and, 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 and says that this time next year, you're going to bear a child. Did you understand this? Where everything became dead. The Bible says that from the loins of a shriveled man, from somebody as good as dead. So every time Abraham is, God has given Abraham a promise. He's saying, okay, this is how it's going to work. God is saying, no. Okay, this is how it's going to work. God is saying, no. Okay, with Sarah, we'll try. It'll work. And now he's come to a point where they both cannot conceive. And that is the time God steps in. 
So tell me what is dead in your life today? What is shriveled up? Is there a dream in your life that is shriveled up? Is there a dream or a promise that God has given to you? When you look at it, it looks like an impossibility. You know what Abraham did? Against all hope. In hope, he believed. There was no hope at all. Everything was lost. And against all hope, in hope, he believed. And that's how the Bible says, from the loins of a shriveled man came people as many as millions. Amen. Imagine now if Abraham would have walked by feeling, if he would have said, you know, if he would have walked by his calculation, it wouldn't have worked. So what worked? Faith. And the voice of God. You know, the God that we serve is a simple God. It's we who make him complicated. Because he's like, you know, he has written everything that he has on his heart for you in this world. Everything, every detail he has written in this book. And he has opened that book in front of you. That's how simple he is. Problem is we look at our feelings. Problem is we look at our situations and we lose hope. It's time that you and I start believing against all hope. That is faith. If you can see something happen and you're believing, where is your faith? But against all hope, in hope, come on, lift up your hands and say, God, I'm going to believe you. I want to look, I want you to look at your situation. What is that impossibility in your life? What is it that you're struggling with? What is it that you want a breakthrough in your life? What is it about something that is not changing for a long time? And I want you to get into the shoes of Abraham and against all hope, against all feelings, against Every, every lie that the world puts in your ears, everything that the world tells, everything that the doctors say, it's not going to be possible. You know, this is not going to work. I want you to believe against all hope. And so shall it be according to your faith. Amen. Praise God. You know, how many of you like to receive a prophetic word on your life? This was a prophetic word, by the way. How many of you like, you know what a prophecy is, right? Prophecy is God speaking over you, okay? How many of you like a specific prophecy? Specific prophecy, okay? God went on speaking to Abraham that, Abraham, you're going to have a child, you're going to have a child. But there came a point where God specified to him, and he said, through Sarah, this time next year, you're going to get a child. And he even gave the child's name, Isaac. And in Genesis chapter 18, this happened in Genesis chapter 17, Genesis chapter 18, God once again goes to Abraham. And this time he confirms that same specific word to Sarah. 
and tells her because every time it was Abraham who was hearing. Now the specific word has gone to Sarah. Sarah, this time next year, you're going to have a child. How many of you like that kind of prophecy? You know, where somebody will come to you like Benicia, for example, and say, Benicia, this time next year, okay, you will have a job, a new job. Okay, and it will be in a very, very good company. And you'll be in a good position. Okay, you think I'm joking? It's a prophecy, okay, receive it by faith. Do you know now what is a specific prophecy? Okay, specific, general prophecy is like, you know, God is going to bless you, Venetia. But you want a specific prophecy, right? A personalized, a customized prophecy. Yes or no? So can I today show you a way where you can attract specific prophecies over your life? Is that a good topic? Are you interested? Where everybody receives the word, okay? But you get a very, very specific prophecy over your life. And that's how God is, okay? He it's because he wants you to come seeking after him. But his delight is in revealing his heart, okay? That means every one of you, regardless of at what stage of life you are in, Regardless of your age, regardless of how new or, you know, old you are in the Lord, if you learn certain principles, okay, that I'm going to share with you today by the grace of God, you can start attracting specific prophecies over your life, okay? To begin with, remember the word of God is the highest prophecy. It's the highest level of prophecy. That means prophecies over your life can fail but the word of God will never fail it will never fail when the Lord says I am with you I will never leave nor forsake you that's it so today whether you feel it or not know that the Lord is with you it's we who move away from God God says he will never leave nor forsake you amen so remember, the word of God is the highest level of prophecy. So what can you and I do to attract where we become a magnet, where we start receiving specific prophecies over your life? That is important, right? Because we all need direction. Otherwise, you know, what is the use of serving this God? The word of the Lord says that I know the plans I have for you. I know your future. And what, what is God going to do knowing your future? He wants to reveal it to you. Otherwise, what is the point with somebody saying, I know what is going to happen with you tomorrow. And you're like, boss, you got to tell me. Right? Otherwise, it's just a scripture that you quote and you clap and you forget and that's it. But your God, you know, certain things that you can do that will bring God out of his hiding. Is that powerful? Where you do something where God comes out of his hiding and he says that, how can I hide this from Neha? I am about to do something 
but I cannot hide it from Neha because she is my friend. Okay, you open your Bibles to the book of Genesis chapter 18. In this chapter, God comes to Abraham, okay, and he reveals certain things. As I told you before, he um, reveals to Sarah the promise, okay, that next year she's going to have a child. And later on, you know, the Lord makes a statement. He says that, how can I hide what I'm about to do in Sodom and Gomorrah? You all know this? So what is it? that has touched the heart of God so much that God is saying that I cannot hide this. I cannot hide my secrets. I cannot keep my secrets away from Abraham. Okay. Genesis chapter 18. When I read this first verse, I enjoyed it so much. I, I just, you know, I, I fell in love with this chapter only because of this verse. It's a very simple verse, but the way it leaped out from the Bible for me, I pray it will happen to you, okay? It says, then the Lord appeared to him. Who is him? Kim? Abraham, okay. Then the Lord appeared to Abraham by the terebinth trees of Mamre, as he was sitting in the tent door in the heat of the day. When I read this, I was like, man, Abraham, what is wrong with you? He is 99 years old at this time. And look at the way he is waiting on the Lord. What is he doing? He is sitting at the entrance of his tent. When? Early morning? Evening? In the heat of the day. Principle number one. How are you seeking God? How is your hunger for God? You know, at a time, I remember once, Sister Asha, you took a chair and you, you sat down there. The moment, you know, there is sun coming in the hall, immediately we put the blinds up, right? But can just somebody, Rina, you, why don't you go and sit on that chair, remove the blinds? I think the sun is gone. But just sit there. So that the sun comes on you, little bit of sun comes on you. You know, if this is what Abraham was doing, did you get the picture? Where everybody was enjoying in the cozy rooms of the tent. They were enjoying the AC. They were enjoying their afternoon siesta. Abraham in the heat of the day, and that's bad. You know, recently, yesterday, we got a message from Jeremiah and Amira school that next one week is holiday for them. Okay, because of certain, because of heat wave in Mumbai. And I like, wow, because I was like planning, how do I get their notes? Because we are traveling to Guwahati, right? So they'll be missing that entire week. And every time we pray for Guwahati, God has been telling me I'm very serious about Guwahati. And like, 
you know, I'm really, you know, I understand how serious God is about Guwahati. And when I got this message, I like, yes, Lord, I know, you know, in order to allow our children to be in Guwahati, there's a heat wave that has happened in Mumbai and everybody gets a holiday. This is how serious God is, you know, when he does things. And I'm like, in my lifetime of 20 years, okay, I'm 20 years. I've, I've never seen a heat wave holiday ever in Mumbai. I don't know if, if you have. I've never heard of a heat wave holiday in Mumbai. So can you imagine now Abraham and with his seniority, he is sitting there. He is cut off from everybody. And he is sitting at the door of his tent. Why at the door of his tent? Because he is waiting on somebody. He is ex expecting somebody. He has sacrificed everything else. That's a Jesus lover. You know, he is not waiting there because he wants a promise from God. This is what we were hearing earlier during the worship time. He's not waiting there because he wants something from God. Like as Derek said, we don't prepare the word or you don't study the word because, you know, you, you have to preach it somewhere. But you study the word because you love the one who wrote the word. So Abraham, he has already received a promise. So can you imagine here? He's, he's, he's not even bothered to see what, what is happening inside because his eyes are fixed outside. And trust me, this is not a comfortable position. In the heat of the day. And I'm like, Abraham, if you look at the track record of previous encounters mentioned in the Bible, God met Adam when in the cool of the day. And one time when God came to meet Abraham, he, he showed him the stars and said, this is how many your are going to be. So Abraham, I'm telling him, Abraham, what are you doing? You look at the track record of what time God comes. He could have sat there in the evening. He could have sat there in the early morning. But this man is in love with God. He doesn't care. He, his eyes are fixed at the door and he is waiting. What is he doing? He is honoring the word. He is expecting for the word to come. He is expecting for God to step in. And I don't know how many days he's been waiting like that. You know, God encounters are not happening to him daily, right? But he kept sitting there. He kept sitting there. He didn't get tired. You want a specific word from the Lord? Number one, seek him with all your heart. If you look at Genesis chapter 19, the first verse, I will show you how Lot, Lot's life was. Genesis chapter 19, verse 1. The two angels arrived at Sodom in the evening. And Lot was sitting in the gate of the city. Did you see the difference? Abraham was sitting outside his tent door in the heat of the day. And 
those were not pleasant places, I believe. Those were desert lands. And where was Lord sitting? He was sitting at the gate. He had moved out from his house and he was sitting at the gate where, where you get to see all people. You know, he was a people pleaser. He was found at the gate in the evening where you have bulk of footfalls. It's a peak time. And that's the reason why when, when the angel of the Lord came to Lot, the angels met Lot. But after this, there was destruction upon his family. But exactly in the previous chapter, the first verse, God himself, the Father, Son and the Holy Spirit, they himself met Abraham. Do you see the difference? Okay, so the question is, what are you seeking? Okay, how serious are you in valuing the word of God? Okay, can I give you something practical? Practical, okay, so this is good to hear. Now, how do I convert it into, uh, you know, something that is practical, something that I can apply in my life? Okay, start valuing the word of God. Okay, this word is God himself. Don't let a day go by without you spending time in the word of God. You, you, do you remember the promise that we have for this year? This is the year of your promised land. And who's going to help you reach the promised land? The promise keeper. There is a promise keeper who has given you the promised land. Now tell me, without the direction of the promise keeper, how are you going to reach the promised land? It is he who has given the promise. He, the land is a promised land because it is promised by the promise keeper. And yet we are walking, we are doing life the way we want and we are claiming this year is going to be the year of my promised land. The right way to do is depend on the promise keeper. And that's when he walks ahead of you and leads you into the promised land. So when you see giants on the way, it is he who becomes your shield and fights on your behalf. Not the other way around. When you see giants and that time you are seeking God and you're running, where do I hide? And you're quickly you know, trying to turn the scriptures or you're calling people up saying, pray for me, do this, do that. That is not how our life is supposed to be. We need to be in the word. I'm telling you with all sincerity of my heart, with all humility, the times that are coming and the challenges that are coming to this world, it's going to be something that we have never seen before. It's time we wake up from our slumber. If in our good times we cannot seek God, if everything is going well for us and we have not fallen in love with the word of God, if everything is going well and we are enjoying our siesta in the tents, it's not going to work. Because when God comes to speak to you because you have not sought him, when he comes, you will not know. 
you will that time sit and say okay i don't know this is my mind pastor derek was saying you have two spirits my spirit who's speaking this is god speaking how do i know this is the voice of god why will such a situation come or why does such a situation come because we have not been hearing god when i remember when we used to come from school we had a pup and uh, this pup was so scared of my mom so the moment we would go to school he would go under the bed and the moment uh, in the afternoon when he would hear the voice of because we had a you know building and all of us would come back from school in groups he would hear the voices of children and he would come out like a lion and my mom even before i would knock on the door she would open the door why because she knew the sound what was abraham doing at the door of his tent he was learning to tap into the frequency of god he was learning you know he had previous encounters with god and every encounter he was growing every he some of you have had breakthrough encounters where you know that the lord has touched you maybe in a service in a church or uh, in a evangelistic meeting or wherever but what after that what after that is that encounter is supposed to stir up your hunger that encounter is supposed to stir you up that now you sit on the tent because god just doesn't want to tell you plans for your life but he wants to tell you what is going to happen in manpara he wants to tell you what is going to happen in your company in different departments he wants to tell you in your school how different teachers are conspiring against you and how he wants to elevate you are you getting it so this is the time where where everything when everything is okay get into the habit of seeking the lord celebrating the word you know every time another practical okay uh, stuff what what we do what we learn every time you come here on a sunday okay come with lot of reverence and expecting because we know that this place is going to host god it is already hosting god there is going to come a time where when everything around is falling apart and people are going to question how is still there is feast in goshan how is it where everybody is struggling yet there is light in this area because what is happening this is warming up every time you come here your hunger is building up layer upon layer it's your hunger not your number so don't worry about the number keep worrying about the hunger and you see the hunger will bring the number so forget worrying about how many people are coming who's coming who's not coming because we don't go by feelings we move by faith we want this house to be saturated with the presence of god so that's why every sunday when you step in come expecting and how do you come you come to receive the word you come to to take back something you receive the word i'll tell you the best way to do it okay 
never come empty in the house of god okay when i say empty i'm, I'm saying that you carry a bread you carry your tiffin that god is going to multiply okay i'm going to make it simpler for you that means every sunday when you are coming to the house of god before that you should be reading the word you should be preparing your heart you should be searching for that bread and god will give you a word don't come here to receive the word that everybody does okay this is one level up these are secrets because we want to come to a place where god reveals his heart right or you want to be just another church go go it's it's up to you so this is one level up you don't come just to receive the word you are smart okay you come with your own word that means you are hungry enough to spend time at the door of your tent on friday you are spending time waiting on the lord on a saturday monday ke din aap ab jaise hi church khatam hota hai aap church aisa nahi ki you know next sunday dekha jayega no you have already started seeking the word so when you come here with your word you are coming here with bread then what god does is he takes your bread and he multiplies it that means god has to find some bread in you in order to multiply trust me you try doing this okay every morning every saturday sunday morning open your bible and say god i want to hear from you speak to me and god will start giving you some verses certain things will pop out okay i release that over your life don't tell me the excuse that you cannot understand the bible okay find a way you cannot give that excuse you you cannot understand the bible because if you are hungry enough what did i say hunger matters if you are hungry enough then god will send a philip to explain the bible to you the eunuch was in the chariot and he couldn't understand but he had the hunger he had the hunger because of that hunger god sent philip it's so funny it says that philip came running and he overtook the chariot can you imagine that picture this man is you know reading the scrolls on a chariot and his his chariot is moving on at a fast pace and philip comes and overtakes him like in the front and he jumps in okay we can spend time reading books and doing degrees double degrees mbas we can you know the toughest uh, subjects you can read but why do we neglect the word this was inspired by the holy spirit this was written some of the books were written by fishermen it's all on your hunger if you have that hunger and that's how god wants our lives to be god wants our lives to be filled with miracles it should not be like that samaritan woman that every time she's going to the well filling the water and coming back and again she's empty she's going next day filling the water she's empty and she's finding ways to fill the emptiness in her heart 
but our life should be the life, you know, something similar to the eunuch. Can you put up that chapter? This is in the book of Acts, okay? This is off guard. So this man, eunuch, okay, eunuch, he had the hunger. That means every day you should be feeding on the word. So there are two ways to live your lives, okay? One is you keep going to the water and coming back. So when there is a problem, you go, Lord, help me. You get a scripture, you get excited, you come back. Now, suddenly doctor gives you a news. This is wrong. And then you are broken. You go there and you, you try to do, you know, you pray and you believe and you're this side, that side. Faith is working, not working. This is not how God wants us to live. God wants you. Every day of your life has to be a miracle. And this will happen when you spend time in the word where you don't take the word as the last resort, when you are not found at the gates like Lot, gossiping and looking at everybody around. And, and the next moment, his family was gone. Now an angel of the Lord spoke to Philip saying, Arise and go toward the south, along the road which goes down from Jerusalem to Gaza. This is desert. This was a Registan. You know, it is clearly written there. This is a desert. But as Philip stepped into the chariot and he began explaining to Eunuch, you know, he what happened? Suddenly they found what? How did the water come there? This was a desert. Verse number 36, now as they went down the road, they came to some water. How can some water be there? This was a desert, right? This is how the Lord wants your and my life to be. Where every time we are not going to the well, but where we step in, water comes. And that will happen when you hunger. And thirst for his word. This eunuch, you're telling me you're very busy. This eunuch was in charge of the treasury of the queen of Egypt. He was very busy, yet he found time to go to Jerusalem to worship. He went to the church. He found time to, went, to go to the church. He didn't say distance is a problem. He didn't say I've got you know, so much work. He was an important official. He went to church and not just that, he was not happy with just going to the church. He, he was reading the scriptures. That means he had a personal time of Bible reading. Are you getting it? He had his own personal time when he was reading. And that's when miracles became a part of his life. God wants you to live by faith. So that every day of your life becomes a miracle. Not the other way around. God does not want you to live by miracles. Because if you start living by miracles, certain thing happened and you got healed. If you don't go and establish yourself in the word, you will lose what God is doing in your life. Then again, you will wait for another miracle. 
and you will live your life miracle upon miracle and trust me that's a very very sad story but god wants you to live a victorious life and that starts by first seeking his word okay so what was different about abraham he was seeking the word of god did you get the first point how you can attract specific prophecies over your life value god's word okay have you made a note of it next what happened can can we go back to genesis chapter 18 so he lifted his eyes and looked and behold three men were standing by him and when he saw them he ran from the tent door to meet them this old man he was so intuned he was so connected to what was happening at that time that he ran the moment he saw three men the bible doesn't say that he saw the lord and he ran he saw three men and he ran and bowed himself to the ground key number 2 run to honor god wants i think during the worship time also as pastor derek was sharing he was saying that show me a person who lacks honor and you will see that he will have a stunted growth in his life you and i need to be a people of honor okay honor honor when you give honor okay to the voice that god has sent over your life you don't give us something you give something to god when abraham he saw the men he ran and the bible says that he fell down and he said lord he saw the men he ran and then he saw the lord he didn't see the lord and run to honor that means the the lord will make sure that your man and woman of god will be weaker vessels carrying his glory you know and and you will look on the outside and say you know this is wrong with this this is wrong this he could have done better this i wish he could have not offended this i don't know why this pastor is not coming to our house to pray and what you do you end up carrying offense in your heart God wants you to look beyond the outer covering okay i'm sharing what we do when it comes to our spiritual parents okay we need to be a people of honor what does the bible say and so when when i stand here okay and when i say um okay i want to invite prophet derek i'm not using these titles to please him because titles don't matter to us okay it really don't matter to us but can i tell you a secret i'm acting very greedy okay i'll tell you this is what the verse says in matthew 10:41 anyone who welcomes a prophet 
just because that person is a prophet will be given the same reward as the prophet. So when I honor him, I have my own selfish agenda. You see how it works? You want God to elevate you and the way he does it is he makes you honor somebody else. And when you honor that person, so next time when you come here and you hear Prophet uh, Derek saying that, I was awake the whole night and I was praying for you and, and this is the word the Lord spoke to me. And, and you look at your, his life and you're like, wow, I'm sure with, with the way he is seeking God, he must be attracting a lot of blessings. Right? Say, so, wow, you know, his, his, you look at a man of God's walk of faith and you are impressed and you're like, my God, there's so many blessings connected to him and you see how God is blessing him. Be smart, you know, take the shortcut. You start genuinely, okay, not for the sake of honoring, but genuinely honor that man or woman of God. And then what happens is, so when God is standing there and God is like very impressed with your man of God and he's like, wow, this child really is after my heart. He loves me. I'm going to bless him with a car. Huh? But because you place honor on this man, the Bible says that he who receives a prophet receives the prophet's reward. That means if your man of God is blessed just because of your connection, just because of your honoring him, you pull that blessing into your life. That's how powerful honor is. On the other hand is pride and offense. You know, you, you, you move in pride. And I heard my spiritual father say this, that really shook me saying, when you move in pride, you and I move in pride, it's very dangerous because at that point, the devil stops fighting you. You know why? Because God himself starts resisting you. So when we move in a place of dishonor, when we move in a place of pride, you know, the devil doesn't have to fight. He just stands behind because now God resists you, you know. And how can you live this life with the creator fighting your blessing? That's a very dangerous spot. So lesson number two, honor the, the, the voice that God has sent over your life, okay. Honor them by saving their time. Because your man of God, his assignment is to seek God for a word. He has to seek God for a word that will feed you. But if he is busy doing everything else, then how will he even get time to seek the Lord? That's where children of this house, you know, they... I love it when some of you serve, some of you, you know, you stay far, you come early. Remember, you're not coming here for a man. You are coming because you love God. Save, okay, that is one way of honoring your, um, you know, honoring the people that God has placed over your life. Save their time. Another way, honor the people that they have placed okay 
if if somebody has been given an assignment okay so that assignment has been given by the man or woman of god so when you dishonor that person you are like okay i'm okay to listen to the pastors but you know you go and argue and fight with the person whom they have assigned in other words you are fighting them because out of certain wisdom okay out of seeing a lot of things you know they have been led to uh, give a task to a particular person so your and my job is to not cross the limit but honor that person okay that's another way of honoring them then honor the word that they bring every time when instructions come to you that is for your good you know you go back home i don't know how many notebooks we have written of notes okay i'm talking about myself just had this habit of writing 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 and i never went back to my notes find a way where you go back to the instruction because this is the way god leads you see why did abraham encounter god again and again because every time god would come to abraham god would give him an instruction and he would obey god came to abraham and said listen you need to pack up everything and you need to move to a new land and what did abraham do immediately he obeyed so the reason why genesis chapter 18 is written why we are even reading it is because in genesis chapter 17 God came to Abraham and told him that you need to circumcise every male in your household. That means God gave him some instruction. And this is how you attract prophecies from God. This is how you trigger God to share his secrets to you. How by obeying what he has already shared. That means if God tells you you need to cut off from that friend okay the moment you obey that now god looks at you and says okay i shared a secret to her and she is found to be a good steward and now god gives that person something more and now the person obeys that and says okay this is what the lord is saying this is you know then god is able to share more is that now how you pick your friends how do you pick your friends you you find somebody who's trustworthy right and you keep checking that person you are connected to that person and the more you share you see that the person is holding that secret and now you are led to share more the same is with the lord why will god give you a prophetic word when you have not already followed the instruction that he has given before did we not start off by saying that the word of the lord is the highest form of prophecy if we are not following that basic instructions tell me why will the lord give us more okay so i hope you are noting down very very important run to honor and next what abraham does he says my lord if i have now found favor in your sight so now he's gone to meet the lord he's bowing down and he's saying the lord 
if I found favor in your sight, do not pass on by your servant. Oh, we are going to come back to this verse again. And then further he says, please let a little water be brought and wash your feet and rest yourselves under the tree. Point number three, how you can attract specific prophecies over your life. What does washing of feet symbolize? Okay, it symbolizes service. Service in the house of God. This Abraham is washing the feet of the Lord. Okay. So it's your serving in the house of God. You know, there came a point in the life of Jesus where the Bible says that John chapter 13. Okay. Now before the feast of Passover, when Jesus knew that the hour had come. And he should depart from this world to the Father. Having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. And further to verse number three, Jesus, knowing that the Father had given all things into his hands and that he had come from God and was going to God. So this is an incident where Jesus is about to be crucified. Okay, and Jesus is now, he is saying that I know I've come from the father and I know I'm going back to the father. That is the confidence he has. So he knows, okay. When I was reading this verse, I was like, yes, okay, now what? What are you going to do? Because there has been a crowd of people who, who are mocking him, challenging him and, you know, uh, uh, trying to trap him. So when I'm reading this, I was like, if I was in the place of Jesus, surely I will stand. Now I know I'm the son of God and I'm going back to the father. This cross means nothing. Now, before I go to the cross, I will make sure that I call down fire and brimstone and it may make it fall over all my enemies. Okay. Or maybe do something twinkling of, you know, just move your fingers and suddenly wind comes. And so they all are standing this way. They move this way. Something. So I'm like, I'm reading this verse and I'm like, yes, yes, Jesus, what are you going to do now? You know, you know, now this is time. This is the finale. I'm like, yes, Lord, what are you going to do? And you know what God does? It says, Jesus, knowing that the father had given all things into his hands. See, he has authority over everything. And that he had come from God and was going to God, rose up from the supper. Like this is the exciting point. He got up. And what does he do? He bent down and washed the feet of his disciples. That's your God. That's service. That is service. He said that. I came not to be served, but to serve. That means when you come and serve in the house of God, that's why we cannot stop talking about service because if we are talking about imitating Jesus, then that's what he did. Right? So you and I need to be crazy about service. You know why? 
because service is the key. Listen to this very carefully, okay? Service is the key. It's a clue that will expose your identity to the spiritual realms, okay? Now, there are many Christians, okay? There are many people who go to the church. Some of them are serving with a servant attitude where they come and they do things because they have to do it. Otherwise, pastor will shout and, you know, they are doing stuff and, you know, anyhow. And that's a servant attitude. How does a servant work? He or she just cleans on the outside and what is the reward? Some money, right? So here in the house of God, you know, some you can identify, okay? The servants are serving because they want praise or they're just doing it for the sake of doing. Somebody has told them to do. But the way a son serves is very different. The son, the way she will sweep her house it will be better than any servant. Why? Because she is the owner. So, did you get that? The way you serve will expose your identity. That means if you are in an enemy land, okay, and there are three, four people we send, and all look like that, there's nobody from Ladakh, so all are looking the same. Now, you can't make out. One is comfortably. No, one, you can't make out. Okay, the devil is trying to see who is a son because he's not scared of servants. Servants don't do any damage. Okay, it's the son who walks in the father's authority. So he is very scared of sons. He is okay about people who come to the church and go and they are okay. And, you know, he's, he doesn't care. But he, he and his demons are on a special assignment. They want to see who's the son. They want to fight the son because they know that the son will destroy them. So how do they identify? They look at the way Neha is serving. They look at the way Benisha is serving. They look, when Benisha one time, I remember, came to me, she said, I want to do photography in the church. I said, see, yeah, we, we may not take your photos. You may have to get your camera every time. You so we may not even use your photos. Are you okay with that? You know, one year may pass by. We may not use your photos. You know, that time, I hope you'll not sit there with offense because you'll be nicely clicking and you'll be wondering, why are they not using my photos? But she said, it's okay for me. She said, please correct me. Please feel free to correct me. I remember her saying that. And that gives so much joy. It gives so much freedom because now we can start speaking in your life. Because many of you, there are certain areas where we see that you all are going wrong. And we know that if we correct you because you still are carrying your servant's mentality, you will feel offended. So that we get restricted to correct you. You know, the person who receives maximum shouting and pasting from me is who? Amira and Jeremiah. Why? Because they are my sons. They are my children. So that means if you are getting a lot of correction, you should be happy. Because somebody is considering you their son. 
So when the devil is looking at everybody in the church, he wants to attack the sun. Okay, that, that, that is nothing to fear. Okay, because no matter, the word of the Lord says that no weapon formed against you shall prosper. But he is on a lookout for a son and he looks at everybody how they serve. And he says, oh my God, that is a son in the making. Because that person has kept God's family above his family. And that person has come early, even though she stays far. She has come early and she is serving in the house of God. And God values that. You know, remember when we started coming to this hall, there was uh, a paper, piece of paper lying down. Okay, and, and I picked it up. And I heard immediately the Lord say that, you know, you are acting like you're the owner. Okay, if I come here as somebody who has hired the hall, I will not bother if there is a web. But the moment I picked that paper up, the Holy Spirit said, you are acting like the sun. I felt very happy because what you act like, you will become. When uh, you start acting like the owner, you will become the owner. I hope you got it. So change the way you serve. You know, sometimes I see a um, peppy packet and all thrown down in the church and I know who's done it. Okay? And I make sure I take it in my bag and in, in, in our house, in our cupboard, we have given two beautiful shells to our children. And you should see the way they make, keep it so clean. Everything, they have stuck things in that small hole. They have made it like an apartment. Books here, this year, and you know, and, and every time I see something fallen down, I make sure I pick it and I, I throw it in my son's beautiful apartment. And then he comes and he's like, Who has done this? Amira, you destroyed my shelf. And I said, Hold on, uh, she didn't do it, I threw it. And he's like, Why did you do it? I said, How are you okay to mess the house of God and keep your house clean? And he get, then he got the point. You know, we I'm not putting him down, but I'm saying these are the things that we are learning ourselves. You know, when you lay priority on the house of God, it is impossible. Say with me, it is impossible. It is impossible for God to not elevate your house. You know, there was a time where I used to always worry about my children because all the time when I was praying, I said, God, we are running behind your children. And in the process, there are so many things that we have to sacrifice doing for our children where they have certain things. And many times, you know, early morning, I'm getting up and doing Amira's project because I forgot because there's something came up. We are preparing, doing something. And, I, and many times I make that prayer. I said, God, I really you know, I worry for my children because I, I feel I'm not giving them the time that I should be giving them. Until the Holy Spirit spoke to me one day and he said, if you are taking care of my children, I will take care of your children. You don't have to worry. But we are so busy about our own jobs. We are so busy about our own life that we put the house of God last. 
and then we live prophecy after one prophecy after the other you know that is not how god wants us to be he wants us to encounter his presence every day that's why it's so important that you know you teach your children you know you imbibe as a mother you know young parents you imbibe these values in your children even if you are mother of uh, youth it is never too late to start make sure when your children are coming in the house of god teach them that they cannot enter the presence of god empty handed they cannot enter the presence of a king empty handed when they go to meet their teacher you know off guard you will make sure you carry something for your teacher you will make sure your child is come on you tell him quickly make a card are you are going to meet your teacher what are you giving her but why do we forget to teach our children that when they come to the house of god they need to be carrying something don't miss that i remember when i was small we used to go to this sunday school every sunday and we we didn't go to a church but my mom made sure that as kids we were part of a sunday school and every sunday you know this was a routine we take bath we dress up my mom would say that your breakfast is there and there i have kept offering make sure you take it and that offering was how much 1 rupee one for my brother one you know the big coins and we that was a routine okay quickly we take bath we dress up have a nashta we know offering is kept and we go and trust me when there came a, not even a single day i remember when my mom forgot the offering not even a single day and when we would go we would meet in a house okay and there were all big people elderly people and there were a lot of children and when the offering time came trust me my brother and my offering uh, what we gave was the biggest all the big people who were sitting there all the uncles and the aunties and the youth and the children all either they would just pass off the offering plate when the offering came or just put 25 paise 50 paise and we felt so proud we were like one rupee and i remember on the days where we forgot to take the offering my the moment we we used to feel so bad oh my god this offering basket passed by and we could not put anything and i remember as soon as we would reach home my mom first thing how could you forget the offering and that stayed with us that stayed you know many of us believe in the power of generational curses more than generational blessings we think because my father was into drinking or grandfather was into drinking now you know a child is going to get into drinking or maybe we believe that you know uh, our ancestors were uh, this way they had an anger issue and now you know all the time we are praying pastor break this curse this is i know where it is coming from but can i tell you parents you can do something that will trigger generational blessing on your children look at me what do i remember i remember my mom not missing the offering that's a blessing when you make such habits for your children you know they will sit one day when they grow up when joshua grows up 
he will stand, you know, he will be with his wife and he will tell his wife that, I remember I used to see every time there was some problem in the house, my mama would go and uh, close the door and she would start worshipping. That's the blessing that you have transferred. Do you get it? No matter how old your children are, it's never too late to start. Make sure when you are coming with Josh, uh, Jonathan, Jonathan, where is your offering? Manisha, come on. You treat it. Teach your children to give the best to the Lord. And this is a blessing that will be passed on. When there comes a stage in their life where they don't know what to do, they will remember what their mama used to do. Amen. So be, carry a servant heart. Carry a heart of service. Because service will expose your identity immediately you will come to know whether the person is is a son or a servant and you know there's something beautiful the servants see the the ones who serve god they see a side of god that nobody sees you remember that incident where jesus he converted the water into wine okay I'm going to read a verse from there. Can you put up John chapter 2 verse 7 to 9? You know, when this uh, John chapter 2 verse 7 to 9 so you know that there is this uh, wedding that was happening. Okay, you know this story, like everybody has heard about the story in their Sunday schools. And the, uh, the, the host of that wedding, they forgot to, I mean, uh, they were in trouble because the wine was over. And what did Jesus tell the servants to do? He told the servants, Look at these six jars and fill them with water. Okay. Jesus said to them, fill the water pots with water. And they fill them up to the brim. Okay. Next verse. And he said to them, draw some out now and take it to the master of the feast. You're there? And they took it. Next. When the master of the feast had tasted the water that was made wine and did not know where it came from, look at the brackets, but the servants who had drawn the water knew. That's why we keep telling services swag. When you serve the master, the big boss, the owner, he didn't know what happened. He had no clue. He just drank the wine and he, he had no clue. But who knew? The servants who had drawn the water knew. That means while many who come to church will be able to see the miracles, the ones who serve in the house of God will know how to create miracles. So you and I need to be a part of the second group, right? 
we don't want to be spectators we want to participate in creating miracles so that's why serve because the more you serve in the house of god out of joy okay not out of preaching many times we preach upon service and i know immediately after the service everybody wants to pick up the wire and everybody that's not service service is you committing and saying yeah every sunday i come early and i, I will take up this job it's not it's not you hearing a sermon on service and quickly you know trying to do something that's you being driven by emotions but you and i irrespective of your age you know you can take a decision to serve why because servants know something that others don't know that's prophecy what was the title of our teaching today how to receive certain specific prophecies over your life number 1 value your the word okay and number 2 honor learn to be a child of honor and you see that whatever is 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 a part of the one whom you honor becomes a part of you that's yeah 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 their their reward becomes a part of you i have seen this happen in my life so much so much the moment i have served my spiritual father in certain area i see that area opening up for us you know when when i put my hands when pastor derek and i we put our hands to serve in in certain merchandise that he bought out at you know the mumbai and the delhi conference when we put our hands to serve in that now we are hosting tkc and we are having our own merchandise stall we didn't plan for it trust me i like i like lot we want our focus to be you the word i i was like i was not too keen because like i said i don't want to go there and start selling stuff you know and and i uh, put in the chat to a couple of our children i said do you think it's like you know worth selling these t-shirts and they're like yes come on let's do it and that's how you know we planned it the point that i want to make is the moment whatever you water for others will grow for you the anointing that you water okay it will grow upon your life you will become extra sensitive to things where everybody else will miss it you will be able to tap into it amen okay so the last point and this is one of my favorites okay and this is completely borrowed from my father's table he explained this so beautifully that i don't think after him i can do justice in explaining this so i just copy paste okay when abraham saw these you know when abraham saw the father son and the holy spirit what did abraham do he said my lord if i have now found favor in your sight do not pass on by your servant and why is abraham saying if i have found favor has he not already found favor 
Is this not already God's favor that God has come to encounter him? It's already God's favor, right? So why is he saying, if I have found favor in your sight? Why is he saying that? And he says further, if I have found favor in your sight, do not pass by your servant. That means Abraham has had encounters with the Lord before. And they happened in a jiffy. They were quick encounters. Abraham, you know Abraham, right? He has seen angels. He has seen the Lord come to him and speak. And, and you know how encounters with the Lord are? You know, sometimes it's just a fraction of a second. Things happening quickly. So this is what Abraham is demanding. He's saying, Lord, I am not happy with these short encounters. I want an extended encounter. I'm not happy with this small tingly feeling that I get on a Sunday service. But I want an extended encounter. I want to have an encounter like nobody else has had. You should be making that prayer. Every Sunday when you come here, I want to encounter you, Jesus, like I have never encountered you before. Think of the best encounter. Okay, close your eyes and think of the best encounter you had with God. That moment where you felt the Lord so close. That moment where you, you know, it was like you can never forget that moment. You are still so much in awe. Everything else in your life you can forget. But that moment you knew it was God. Whether it was somebody meeting you on the road and saying something. You knew it was God. Do you remember that moment? That best moment? That if I give you the mic now, you can go on talking about it. Now open your eyes. Why are you satisfied with that? God wants to give you extended encounters. That is gone. Your God is today and forever. Why are we satisfied with those previous encounters? This is what Abraham is saying. He's saying, if I have found favor in your sight, Lord, I have seen the angels. I've seen the torch passing between uh, the cut animals. I've seen one day when you came and showed me the stars. But this is not enough. He's saying, do not pass by. I want an extended encounter with you. I want to touch you like I have never touched before. And you know what he does? This is the key, okay? You, you heard the previous keys? You value the word. You be a child of honor. You serve in the house of God. Okay, give your 100% to the Lord, whatever you are doing. And this is the key. You know what Abraham does? He says, if I have found favor in your sight, do not pass on by your servant. Please let a little water be bought and wash your feet and rest yourselves under the tree. So Abraham is telling God, you, you just rest, okay? And he's saying, and I will bring a morsel of bread that you may refresh your hearts. He's saying, I just want to give you bread. I want to give you something that cost me. I am not a free child. I am not just somebody who comes and, you know, 
but i want to give you some substance he says please allow me to give a morsel what is morsel when i was looking in the dictionary it says that one bite okay he's saying i want to give you a bite i want to give you i want to bring a morsel of bread that you may refresh your hearts and after that he's saying after that you can pass by okay so can you imagine what is god's reply to that god says do as you have said this god you know if you have heard of this is copy paste okay from my spiritual father's notes if you know angelic encounters you know how angels you know if you have read in your word if you have not seen them personally praise god we want to see them but if every time you read about angelic encounters in the bible they happen very fast angels are like you know they just come and they tell you ta 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 ta, ta do this and they are off this many times they seem to be angry you know do this and you know they don't want to get involved with any human thingy they just listen they are like i have come with a message from the lord this is it they are gone but when the when abraham tells god he says i want to offer some substance to you you know what god says okay we'll wait do whatever you want to we will wait and this man he he desired to give a morsel to god but you know what he does he goes beyond that he says so abraham hurried into the tent he is running first he runs to honor now he is running to bring substance and he goes to sarah and said quickly make ready three measures of fine meat knead it and make cakes and abraham after that he ran look at how look at the hurry in his steps to serve god and he ran to the herd so he's saying listen he's telling his wife quickly make something make some chapati rolls cakes and all and that is not enough he just asked god for what i want to give you a morsel of bread but he has gone beyond and now he 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 runs to the herd he took a tender and good calf and gave it to a young man and hasten to prepare it he's in a hurry he wants to make sure that he presents to god something that is of substance and then so he took butter and milk and the calf which he had prepared and set it before them okay so all the uh, excellent cooks in the house can i ask you how long this must have taken so one side auntie sarah is making cakes and bread Abraham has gone out so calf and then you need to clean it right yeah 3 4 hours to clean only and entire process 3 4 hours can you beat it and what is god doing he's waiting why because god knows you know when we offer to god what cost us especially okay in terms of money when you give to god something god accepts it because he knows that when he 
takes that he's going to bless you with something more so the way you receive financial blessings on your life the way you receive prophetic words on your life the way you receive breakthroughs like you have never received before is when you become somebody who values the presence of god so much that every time you come in the presence of god you don't come empty handed look at this 3 4 hours have passed by and god is still waiting and then he makes them sit and he stands next to them and they feed on it so many times when when men and women of god encourage you to sow you know people start judging them and they say what these guys are always after money but that's how you know the devil portrays it to you but look at this your god he waits because he wants to receive that offering from abraham so that now when he receives there are secrets that he has hidden in his chest there are secrets that he has hidden on the inside of him he wants to unveil that to abraham so that is point number 4 be somebody who offers substance to god be somebody because it's not for god god is is a very rich god okay he created the entire universe he doesn't need your money he doesn't need your money that's why we say when we announce about tkc we said it's an ipo offer you don't do us a favor by giving donation it's you that give a platform to god to bless you it's you that now through your giving through your sacrificial giving you become a channel where god now says that ah now i can bless this child did you get that you know there's i was hearing um, from this man of god who you know built a big church in delhi and they were saying that you know yeah your church is big you were able to build such a big church because rich people come to your church and they give and he was like oh no you got it all wrong he's saying it's the people who gave they became rich you know that's that's how the world will see it you you take your life okay and and i'm not talking about just randomly giving with your emotions remember anything in the kingdom of god has to be triggered by faith has to be triggered by revelation uh, you know there are many uh, young people in this house they the way they give it shocks us really i'm telling you and and many times you know we have to sit them down and ask them what is your salary how are you managing your finances because the way they give and we have to stop them that's the family that you belong to and they don't give to a man they give to god you see god you see <laughs> one day very soon they are going to you know have such success and that time we'll be able to say oh you know because they gave god bless them it's not the other way around trust me we have been serving in the church for the last 
10-12 years, trust me, take my word for it, okay? We have laughed it off so many times. The rich are the poorest givers. It's a fact. It's a fact. We have seen it. We have seen it. The people who are well-off, they are the poorest givers. But there are some widows who hold two mites. There are some crazy people in this church who say that, this is for my God. And immediately after that, what does God do? He says, call Sarah. And God gives a specific prophecy that he told Abraham in the previous chapter. He says, this time next year, you are going to have a child. And after that, God is on his way to Sodom and Gomorrah. And and he's like, how can I hide from Abraham what I'm about to do? This is your God. He, He desires to reveal his heart to you. As much as he is a father, remember, he is a king. And there's a way to approach a king. As a father, you the way you are, you can just run into his arms, he will accept you. But even the father doesn't want you to remain the same. Even the father says, change his clothes, put a ring. He doesn't want you to remain the same because you are his reflection. God wants every one of you to be his reflection. And the God you serve, he is so passionate that he gave his best. He gave his best. And he wants you to be the best. He wants you to be the talk of the town. Just as I shared last time. But... A God is also a God of principles. He works by principles. If you are in a stage in your life where you say, I cannot make out when God is speaking, then you will start hearing him very clear. Very clear, okay? The details in the Bible will begin to stand out. Okay? Trust me, this is this is one gift that God has given us. When we read the Bible, things just stand out. And that will be your portion. Because you are children of honor, that is going to be your portion. Amen. So God is a spirit, right? This is again coming from my father's notes. I just suddenly remembered. God is a spirit. Can God eat? Can spirits eat? So how was he able to eat from Abraham's table? How did this communion happen? It was something that Abraham cooked, that God ate, that appealed to God. You know what appeals to God? It's his word in you that appeals to God. Okay. The way you can host God is when there's every Sunday God feeds you, right? The way you can feed God is when you make something that delights him. And that is not in the physical. That is when you start saying what he says. When his word is in your heart and that begins to come out from your mouth. 
okay so you may be going through any situation but when you start saying that god is my shield and he is my reward i will not lack anything you know what you are doing in the supernatural you are sending an invitation to god and because you are quoting his word he comes down he comes very near to you and he feasts he enjoys what is coming from your mouth and that's when everything around you becomes dead when eliezer has gone hagar is gone sarah has crossed her age god says because you have fed me well so shall it be in your life because you speak my word you are a child of faith very important okay you and i need to change the way we speak half of the problems in our lives are because of negative talk negative declarations i cannot do this that we keep saying from our mouth when you do that you know who comes for having lunch with you demons they come and they enjoy and they add more masala and make sure you are very confused but the moment you start speaking the word of god in order for you to speak you need to read the moment you meditate and start enjoying this word when you are sitting at the door of your tent and you are saying god speak to me and you are reading his word that is a deposit that you are making in your heart that is the ingredients that you are putting in your heart all the right ingredients are going in your heart and now when a situation comes out of your heart from your mouth comes a feast that god becomes a party to amen so thank you father that lord we will be a people of your word that lord we will find a, a treasure in this word just like that man who who when he saw that field when he saw that pearl of great price he went and sold everything and he bought that pearl father teach us to value this word lord teach us to consider it as the pearl of great price Thank you Lord you are such a simple God you are such a loving God forgive us Lord for making things complicated for us Thank you Father just by your children aligning to the instructions in this word the blessings of Abraham shall be their portion Thank you Father that they will be the head you shall be the head and not the tail you shall be a lender and never a borrower your family shall never see lack your i don't care what has happened in your past your family shall not see sickness you shall be hosting kings kings will call you you shall receive favor from man you shall receive favor 
from your teachers you shall receive favor from your bosses you shall have god as your shield everything that you put your hands to will prosper you shall grow in your understanding you shall not be the christian that you have been living all the past so many years but you shall really know what it means to be an inheritor of the blessings of abraham in jesus mighty name i pray Hey people of God we believe God is going to use this podcast to enrich your spiritual walk with him if you would like to stay connected text us on our whatsapp number 8451099931 to check out our ministries no ordinary parenting for parents to help raise a mighty army of children and soar girls ministry that lifts leads and launches daughters of god head to pursuehim.net remember keep pursuing jesus for what you pursue is what you become have a blessed day